0: Welcome, everybody, to the Circle Back Podcast, episode 95, the show where three great friends get together and talk about video games. As always, I am Dan Dufernoy, joined by the incomparable Dan LaMarca. How are we doing, Dan?
1: Ooh, howdy, howdy.
0: And also joined by the bodacious
2: Shelby White. How are we doing, oh, Shelby? Yeah, I was looking for a good adjective after that. Bodacious <laughs> yeah, is pretty good, I, you know? It's,
1: it's, it's... it's awesome. All right, it's, good. It's good. I couldn't have uh, answered <laughs> how it is no today? incomparable, but it's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Bodacious,
1: dude. <laughs> that's funny. How are we doing, uh, gentlemen?
0: Doing pretty well, well. pretty well. Doing well. Been playing yeah. a lot of games. I know. We sure have. I, I feel like that's how we should start the show. I think we should start talking about all the games that we've been playing. Nah, eh, maybe not.
2: All is right. that usually how we start the show? <laughs> or no? I don't know. <laughs> but
0: anyway, so you know what? So I'm going to... Uh, I see we got a lot of games on here. So I wanna you know what? I wanna save the new games uh for last. So let's go let's get into what we uh what we're already familiar with. Let's talk about Spelunky 2. Shelby, have you picked up Spelunky 2 yet?
2: I have not, unfortunately. Oh. I know I said I was gonna jump on it after last episode. I just haven't had the chance. Dan, have, right. you have you beaten? Have you got it? Oh yeah,
1: it's okay, Shelby. <laughs> we're not angry. Um have you, yeah, I've, uh, I've, you got it to the end yet, bud? So it's interesting. It's an interesting question, Dan. I wish there was an easy answer for you, but there's yeah. not. Um, I've seen areas that I've never seen before since last episode. Beautiful, and um, and I've beaten a boss. Let's say that. Oh, so, I see what you're getting at. You know what? It's uh, it's complicated. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, I haven't beaten kind of any relationship
2: business. <laughs> I uh I got farther
0: and I actually got to a new area myself, but it doesn't seem like I uh I explored as much as as you got. So I'm I'm really interested, but I know that we should probably keep it
1: uh spoiler free. Yeah, but, we don't um, need to we don't need to go crazy on it now. Uh you know, we'll, we'll be continuing to play this game as the year commences. Uh probably for the next learning 10 years. Things. yeah. <laughs> learning new things along the way. Um I, I can't wait to talk spoilers come game of the year time because there's a lot of crazy shit in this game. A lot of
0: stuff that goes on. Yeah. I, yeah. I was proud, I though. Got, I got to, I don't know how far I got last time we spoke, but I got to
1: 6 uh, 2. Yeah, I believe that's what you said last time. Oh, so not I didn't to, get any farther. Uh, not to make you feel bad about <laughs> well, it. Well, <but. laughs> then it doesn't
0: matter. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. I'm in Shelby's boat. There's no play. It.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, anyway. But yeah, I mean, Dan, I know we have plans to play some co-op later today, so that'll be fun. I'm in, man. Maybe you can uh,
0: uh, maybe you can show me some of these uh, obscure levels you're talking about. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we get up to. So, in the vein of uh, rogue rogue games, uh, let's talk about Hades. How are we doing in Hades, gentlemen? Shall we make any more progress, or
1: what? Do you, where are you at?
2: I I so I've done a couple more runs. Um, I'm kind of figuring out that the. the so the shield I like a lot, but the spear is becoming my favorite uh, weapon, weapon at the, at the moment. Nice. But the shield is also, like, it's almost right there with it. However, I can't. I haven't beaten it yet. I haven't gotten out of that uh, third section.
1: Do you have all six weapons unlocked or not yet?
2: I don't think I have the last one unlocked yet.
1: Okay. Uh, Dan, do you have all six unlocked or not? I do. I do. Okay. So have you used any titan blood yet? Titan blood? No. Uh,
0: not that okay. I do. So
1: so the game's not great about telling you this but after so you gain titan blood by beating bosses that you have already like basically when you beat new bosses you get titan blood you probably have a bunch stashed up and titan blood once you have all six weapons unlocked if you go up to the weapons you can basically unlock new versions of the weapons oh wow and they have like completely unique characteristics so it'll be like with the with the the boxing gloves you your special instead of it just being an uppercut it's magnetized so it pulls enemies in towards you
0: interesting
1: and with the shield like one example would be you um you after you do a dashing you know how you can like hold block and then dash forward with the shield and do a big attack after that if you throw your shield it uh bounces like a bunch of times,
2: the game or, that or, keeps on giving,
1: dude. The game, <laughs> it has so much, and I'm still like I've beaten this game like five or six times, and it's still every time I come back, there's, still some fresh there's more t- and more stuff. Like <clears throat> now, I you know what the nectar is? Everyone knows what nectar is, right? Of right, course. Right. Have do you have you ever used? Um, oh, now I'm gonna forget the name of it. It's not nectar, but it's another sort of like fancier drink <laughs> excuse me have you used any of that anybody No, i I, I feel like i gotta i feel like i there's... can't believe i'm forgetting the name it's like a very uh like in line with these greek gods named drink that you have probably know the name of it starts with a p and i just can't think of it but it uh it basically allows you to get like deeper relationships with these characters and you can like basically romance characters in this but it's like super late game stuff that doesn't even open up until you've given them numerous amounts of nectar and and done certain objectives for them and stuff dang so you gotta play this game a thousand times just to get but there's so much and it's all so good all the writing that you're unlocking as you're going and these characters journeys that you're like experiencing and like you know, the the most va- in the most vague way possible. Like some of the characters may go to different areas in the in the depths, based on like you know where you are in their basically quest prog- pro- progress, which is pretty awesome. Wow. That, wow. Dan, have you have you uh, beaten the boss yet? I haven't beaten the
0: boss yet.
1: Have you seen the boss or you, I have seen. You... It. I have seen. Okay. Okay. I've
0: seen, but I have we don't not. Need beat. To,
1: yeah, we don't need to spoil the boss, but, um, it's...
0: but I've gotten to the point, and I don't know if this this just happens. The more so, the first boss that you face is no yeah. longer my first boss now, and I wonder. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like this game's writing is so good. I wonder if, like, you picked up the game for the first time and you beat like it all the way through, if it would have like a complete different like ramification, like your uh,
1: your relationship with said yeah. boss the you way know I'm saying that, like the, yeah the way that the dialogue morphs based on what you what you've been doing is just it's so like revolutionary it's amazing
0: but that's what i mean it's like it they tailor everything specifically to the things that you've done like each run so like the longer you take the more like the more rich yep. you get of a story but then also the more it likes you know can either strain or strengthen you know certain relationships yeah. um and and I, I love that man. So you know, I feel like every time I play it, I'm playing it for the first time in a way. You know, it just it has that feeling of like, oh my gosh, here's something completely different yeah, each time I play. Really, that's really why it's good. Cool. I will say, my sister picked it up and she's loving it, and she's even farther than I am, and she's gotten farther uh, wow. than than. She's beating the final boss. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you, she's, uh, she
1: she it. does
0: she does me proud.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh I, yeah, the thing about that I mean, you actually do like you will see credits at a certain point in that game. Like I haven't seen them yet, but it's after you beat it a certain number of times and do certain things, you will you can actually get credits. Um cool. but there's still more to do even after that, which is just nuts. It's a, it's a really cool game. It
0: yeah. is I I agree with that.
1: So <laughs> anyway,
2: oh yeah, what was that show no, I was gonna say I just googled it real quick to to uh back up on it. I see nectar and ambrosia.
1: Ambrosia, um, thank ambrosia, you. Ambrosia, that's, that's what it is. Uh, that's the yeah. one. So yeah, the ambrosia is just throw that in there. The next level of nectar, basically. And, and you unlock and that just by playing more? So the what you get from bosses changes depending on certain things that you do, like use different weapons and use different um Uh, you know what I was talking about where you can like morph the weapons I think they call them aspects because like aspect of Ares or something is like a certain type of weapon modification and it's like and beating different bosses with different aspects and different like uh, you know when you beat the game for the first time it basically opens up a bunch of like skull modifiers like if you know Halo Skulls or other super giant games in the past allow you to modify the difficulty in different ways like Bastion like, that's, that unlocks after you beat the game for the first time, and it says, like, like it's like, okay, I'll add on this, you know. So, on every stage, there will be 50% more enemies or something, but I'll get new rewards for it. And if I beat the game, I get, you know, different re- rewards because I beat it with that, like, modifier. Right. So, there's, like, a ton of different stuff like that. It's, it's really, really neat.
0: It's amazing. It really is. Uh, you know, just how
1: complex yeah. <laughs> it all is. It definitely is. And it's really, really well done throughout. And I think that's super impressive.
0: Definitely. Alright, well that's Hades. Um, I am interested shall Shelby. We talked last time about uh, your experience with Crash Bandicoot 4. The new Crash. Um, have you played any more of it, bud?
2: Uh, I have completed that game. Though. Oh, wow. So you didn't just play uh, it he beat it. Oh, well, he played, well, 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 uh, well, let me, let me uh, backtrack a little. Completed the main storyline.
1: Gotcha. gotcha.
2: Um, I I I don't have too much more to add, other than the fact that the game is just like I said last time. I think it's fantastic. I really like the the true returns of form. Um, if you say that they did with this, picking right up from the last one, but making it feel new with with certain things. Dan and I talked the other day, quick briefly, about like some cool stuff they've done with the uh, the world map that. Um, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything really cuz the game's still pretty new but it they they go some cool places with this and as soon as I finished like the main storyline I immediately went back to the first level and I was like all right I'm completing everything you know like <laughs> I'm jumping right back into this and doing as much as I can I'll do a couple levels every now and then cuz I'm still intrigued to continue playing the game cuz some of that time trial stuff is is tough and um, it's fun playing the different like level objectives and there's even like a new one where it's like a revert they call it inverted mode and the whole level has a very cool aesthetic to it where it's it's mostly like blue almost colorblind but if you spin like color splashes out and kind of lights up the 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 world or the level and you gotta kind of remember where everything is a little bit the and redo all the objectives as far as finding the jewels or gems it's cool it's just a cool way of doing like instead of doing reverse level mode you know or mirror mode which is uh, a common thing from from back in the 90s and early 2000s you know they they have this inverted mode that just switches around with the colors and i think it's a it's pretty cool you know I, i enjoyed playing a few levels like that
1: that's cool man how and do you so uh... many... sorry go ahead oh, it's okay. no, no no go go down it's good i was just gonna say i've been playing it as well i'm like oh three... okay i think i'm like three worlds in something like that uh, so i've been playing a decent amount nice. and there's just so many cool little things in this game like like you get a if you do certain thing you get a tape in the game in the in the level and it allows you to do this like separate trial level yeah. where it's like oh you got to get you know you're you're doing these crazy platforming challenges, uh, and it has this cool like VHS filter over it that actually looks pretty good. And Cortex is like ridiculing you <laughs> as you're doing it's, it. It's
2: like it's supposed to be like yeah, like um, it was him like, creating Crash.
1: Yeah, and and it's him in like the test chamber. Yeah, uh, and it's just like little stuff like that is peppered throughout this game, and and there's just so many interesting little things to find, so many little puzzles in the levels that you'll be like, oh, how was I supposed to unlock this? Right. And then you go back through and you might see something, like a little hint on the wall or like a little off beaten path that you can go on that you didn't think you could walk on. Like it's it's really neat. This game is really good. Um, yes, sir. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I still, despite the breadth of content, I still think compared to the industry standard, I think $60 is too much for this game. <clears throat> um based on the type of game it is and comparing it to games that it's similar to it's, it's definitely an outlier and it's, and it's, you know, is strange that it's a $60 game. I think it's a very good game. So I'm glad that I'm playing it. Um, and, and I'm enjoying it.
0: That's awesome. How, how do you compare, you know, this game to the the classic, uh, trilogy? Does it, does it fit nice and snug?
1: So it fits nicely, but it's way better. It feels way better. It looks way better. It, you know, the, the little bits of control that they change here and there and and some of the, you know, the gimmicky type stuff like, you know, in the old games, you would ride the polar bear or a tiger or whatever. It's like in this when they go to that sort of stuff, it feels a lot smoother and less like uh, oh, jittery, yeah. you know. So, it, I mean, it's great. It, they, they did exactly what they should do, where they made the game that makes sense in the franchise, but it's also by far the best of the franchise, you know? Wow.
0: So so someone like me who didn't pick it up, would you say, hey, you got to... You know, who loved the original trilogy, would you say, hey, you got to go pick this up or you wait until it... Until well, it, you know, I mean, that,
1: that's, that's up to you. I mean, it, it's a game that, like... Whenever you play it, whether it's now or next year or in three years, like you're, it's it's a really good game. Like you're, gonna yeah, you're it. definitely going to so, enjoy
2: it. I would yeah. say, you know what? I would say wait till holiday time. But it's okay. tough in this sort of year because it's like, yeah, this game will probably get a price drop. But also the PS5 and Xbox Series X are coming out, so right, it's it's tough to warrant going to a game like this during the holiday period when it's right, that right. sort of year. You know,
0: how definitely. long? Uh, how long do you think you put into it, uh, Shelby? So.
2: Uh, I don't know, honestly. Um, definitely, I mean, it's not a super long game, um, especially if you're kind of mainlining the, the the levels and not. I didn't really play. I maybe played a couple levels twice, you know. Like I kind of just played yeah, the you're level. You're not trying and I to I get every like,
1: box every time.
2: Exactly. You know. I know that's how I've always played Crash games. Was I played through everything and then i would go back and mm-hmm. that way i could play a level over and over and over again till like i kind of master it you know so i I played it the same way with this one and
1: i, I yeah
2: I, the main story i would say didn't take me that long yeah. um
1: i didn't well I, I don't know how many worlds are i'm in the third and it's yeah i put in three to four hours something like that gotcha yeah.
2: Yeah, it doesn't take too long. That's because you guys I mean, are
0: platforming masters. <laughs> I mean,
2: four or five levels in each one. You know, it's not yeah, not too
1: crazy. Yeah, each level ten minutes or so. You know, like that's yeah,
0: yeah not bad. It's definitely on my radar. It's definitely something that you know I want to try to get to before the end of the year. But uh, you know, sometimes uh, things uh, happen. You yeah, it, you know? yeah. Well said. <laughs> anyway, uh, next I'm interested, Dan. You mentioned this game last time, Genshin Impact. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, you so played I any put- more of
1: it? Yeah, put a few more hours in. I'm. It's interesting because I probably played almost ten hours of this game, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like, you know, I, I can't really uh, can't really say yet. <laughs> like I feel like I need to really dig in more uh, to give like real thoughts. But the more I, the, the one thing I'll say is, the more I play it, the more I appreciate what it's doing. I think it's a really good, well made game, well designed. The the dungeons have interesting puzzle design. Uh, the gameplay where you're shifting between these different characters, I think, are it, it's just like a really fun game, and I think it's 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 a little unfair that it's being compared to Breath of the Wild, and and I'm you know responsible for that as well because you look at it, I can't believe you did, and it looks like Breath of the Wild, but it doesn't play like Breath of the Wild, and it's not a Breath of the Wild clone, like the only the the things that like it looks like it and you're traveling through the world you know it has a similar climbing animation and stamina bar and then the only other thing about it that makes it similar is the 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 puzzles in the world are basically like korok puzzles you know like korok seed little mini puzzles right so other than that other than the Korok puzzle, you know, borrowing and the the look and you know like stamina thing, it's not really the same game. It's not really going for the same thing. Uh, I think the story's been really really good so far. Uh, I like all the different characters and and it's just a fun game to play. Um, I I enjoy it, you know. And and even though it's a gotcha, you know, gotcha pawn style, yeah. you know, you you get these gems in game and you roll the dice and if you know depending on how you know everything comes out you might get a good character you might not get a character whatever it doesn't feel unfair and i and i've you know i have maybe like eight nine ten characters unlocked and i haven't put a single dollar into it and it's free to play and i i feel like it's more than fair at divvying out those currencies personally nice. uh you know it's always a danger if if you're the type of person that uh Knows that you can't resist that kind of stuff, and you're gonna put money in. Like, then this might be, a, you know, hey, Stay beware, yeah, beware, because it definitely is enticing to be like, oh, you know, I didn't get the character I wanted. Let me throw another ten bucks in and roll again. You know, sort of thing. Um, but I just think the game is completely, completely playable without putting any money in, and and I I really do enjoy it. I think it's you know, it's hard because we're getting near. The launch of the new consoles and i have so there's a lot of new games coming out smaller games and we're getting near the launch of new consoles but i have three games that i want to put more time into and it's spelunky 2 hades and genshin impact where i'm like these are big games that i'm going to be playing for 50 60 70 whatever however many hours and i'm like but I played those, and I know what they are. <laughs> like, I feel like an obligation to move on to the newer stuff that I want to play. So I'm kind of in, like, a bind right now where I'm trying to figure out how to budget my time with all the new stuff coming out.
0: Yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird you know, time we're in. We've got a lot of good stuff uh, coming out. This happens every year, though.
1: Yeah, it does. But this year in particular with these games, like, usually... I feel like Spelunky and Hades are like inherently replayable Mm -hmm. and to have them both out around the same time, it's like unfair because like all you want to do is just play more of those games. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, whereas, you know, usually big games come out like last of Us part two or, you know, like last year, other games have come, you know, Ghost of Tsushima this year. It's like you play the big game, you get through it, you move on. It's like Hades and Spelunky. I, I, when am I going to move on? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, like we uh, said earlier,
0: we play these for for decades after. Yeah,
1: so. and, and Genshin Impact feels feels of that ilk of like, yeah. well, I want to keep playing, but I'm not going to really finish it, you know. So it's like it's interesting. Right.
2: Genshin, oh, not... I, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy love it. Love it's impact. good. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: it's. I, I definitely recommend it. I think it's a really good, well-made, fun game. Uh looks beautiful, enjoyable to play, and I like I like what they're doing with the story.
0: Nice. All right. Well, that's Genshin Impact. I'm curious too, Shelb, um a game that we've been playing since July. Um curious about Ghost of Tsushima, my friend. Getting farther in that game?
2: I have, indeed. I actually um I am in Act 3 now. I have completed Act 2. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay uh act two had a very obvious like act change you know like there was a big finish to act two it it's starting to delve much more into the ethicality and politics of this time period mm-hmm. which is which is interesting because they they like touched upon it in the first act and briefly in the beginning of the second act but it's become more of a like um like a prominent thing in the storyline and your character is really becoming his own instead of just who instead of just being uh, an ex samurai sort of thing you're really becoming the ghost of Tsushima. you know like so it's it's cool i really like the game in this i like the uh without trying to spoil anything there's like the area that you enter for the third act is more of like a a snowy area you know so it, it changes the environment a bit and the the enemies are definitely tougher. You know, you see that um, that change right away in how engaging in, like, the standoffs and stuff is... Hmm. <laughs> the f- timing becomes much, much quicker as far as actually winning those standoffs, whereas in Acts 1 and 2, it was pretty easy to win those. Right. Now it's... I've i made me... I'm 50% on them right now. Like, sometimes these guys just come in and whack you right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it it is very cool, and like I said, they touched more on the ethicality towards the end of Act Two, and you become more of your own person. Finally, some, you know, like it's not just the story of the hero anymore. Mm-hmm. There's there's death. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I'm enjoying the story a little bit more than I was in the beginning. It's that's good to it's, hear. Uh, yeah, which is cool. You so know, you're saying so that all that
0: time is just sort of paying off as you're getting closer it, to it, the
2: end. It's paying off. I, do I think the story is, uh, like, uh, hands down, one of the better ones of the year? Uh, maybe not, but it's definitely making the game a bit more intriguing for me now, you know?
1: Awesome.
2: Um it's a, it's a cool story. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's all I have to say about it. I really – i I'm enjoying playing the game. You You do continue to get new things as you go on. I mean, I didn't – Power run through side quests and stuff, so maybe you can unlock some of this stuff very early in the game if that's all you're doing. But as you go through the story missions, even towards the end of Act Two, you get a new weapon, um, or a new projectile, I should say, and you get uh, you get a few new things continuously. Continuously upgrading the armor um, has been beneficial, and yeah i don't want to spoil too much that's the only thing i mean so
0: yeah at the end of the year we'll all <laughs> yeah
2: we'll have, so we'll have those I, conversations but i would definitely say if you guys pepper in a little bit of uh, an hour here hour there um playing the story missions i w- it's it's a cool game it it's, continues to be enjoyable for me
1: awesome yeah. man that's really good yeah. to hear i really have enjoyed it and i, and I just kind of put it aside as, as more and more stuff's come out um, but I do. I really would love to finish that before the end of the year because I I, I, I have really enjoyed my time with it.
2: Yeah, it's it's great. Um, like I said, it still continues to remind me of the open world games we've seen in the past couple of years, you know. But um, but it's it's cool, and uh, I'm definitely gonna play through. I'll I'll, I'll for, for for sure finish it. I think I might finish it before hopefully PS5 comes out. Now right. I've been back and forth on that, but we'll see.
0: Awesome, man. Cool 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 well i want to mention a game that uh so i love as as we know i, I love dark souls and i love uh Sekiro and i love bloodborne and i i woke up uh, one day so for, for those of you that that are unaware i actually i am actually a little sick so i uh i, I took some time off of work and i, I wasn't feeling so good and I woke up one day and I said, man, you know what game I really miss? I really miss Dark Souls. I really miss the, the feel of, of a Souls game. You know, I've, I got some time off right now. I really want to, you know, I really want to get into it. And my sister was kind enough. She went to uh, GameStop and surprised me. And she got me the next Souls game that – well, not the next Souls game because there's Dark Souls 2 – but the next Souls game that's that's critically acclaimed, which was Dark Souls 3, which I never played. And um, oh. I played it, and I beat it in uh, two and a half days. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is intense. It, it was intense. I, I did nothing else from... So, let's see. We're recording this on a Friday. So, last Thursday to, like, Saturday at noon, I did nothing else but play Dark Souls 3. Wow. And... And uh, I I beat it. And I loved it. I really enjoyed my time with it. And I'm I'm happy to say that now I have, I feel like I've, I can. uh, (laughs) You can uh, rest easy now. (laughs) I can rest easy. I I scratched that itch of wanting to play another Dark Souls game. And um, yeah, I'm really happy with the time that I I got to spend with it. So, you know, I I didn't
1: get Dark Souls 2. Yeah, I was about to ask you because I really like Dark Souls 2 a lot
0: so really what uh, they didn't have dark souls 2 they only had <laughs> dark souls 3 <laughs> and i was like oh, i really want to play a dark souls game so i got the third one but maybe i'll get to dark souls 2 at some point but i'm happy to say that i've at least completed two out of the three uh dark souls games along with uh you know bloodborne and Sekiro, you know from from software but i really enjoyed my time with it i um
2: you know, um, Shelby, you haven't played it, right? Dan, but you've I haven't, played I haven't played um any of the Dark Souls. I mean I have Dark Souls Remastered, but um and Bloodborne. Those are two on my two on my list that of course I every time I look at I'm like, Oh, why am I not playing this right now? And then uh <laughs> and then, of course new new stuff comes out. Keeps so. right. coming out,
1: Good it stuff. never stops. Uh yeah, I, I really like Dark Souls three a lot, I think. It's a great game. All the Dark Souls games are are excellent, and uh, you know, for me, Dark Souls Three probably sits behind. You know, it's it's right around the Dark Souls Two neighborhood of of where I would rank it in the in the Souls oeuvre. Uh, I would say you got the original Dark Souls and Bloodborne at the top, then you got Sekiro and Demon Souls up next, and then you got Dark Souls Three and Two.
0: Gotcha. Cause that's what, you know, I I will hopefully eventually get to two at, at some point, but, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is as much as I love Dark Souls three. I think Dark Souls three is the, first off, it's the most polished, you know, it looks the most, you know, especially compared to the first game. It, it looks, yeah. it looks beautiful Dark Souls three and it, and it plays, it's technically uh, superior, but, um, I don't, I, I, lo- I loved it, but I don't have the same reverence for it as I did, you know, the first game. Um, and I wonder if part of that is, this isn't me gloating, but I had a very easy time with Dark Souls 3. And I yeah. wonder if that's because, you know, the fun of the first Dark Souls was trying to figure out this completely new uh, game style. And, and you know, uh, how do I beat this boss? How do I beat this boss? And then playing Dark Souls 3, and I'm not saying this to gloat. But I don't think there was a boss that took me more than two times to beat. Wow, that's impressive.
2: Damn, when did you become a (laughs) speedrunner?
0: But I'm not saying that to, like, hey, look at me. But I think it's just because, like, I went into it with, like, the mindset that I, you know, it took me 50 hours to beat the first game. And I already, you know, learned, you know, a certain style so that when I went into this game... um, Maybe it was just easier for me because I I, I I grueled and I and I and I grinded you know fifty hours previously for the first game that you know when I came into this game it was just easier or maybe the game is just uh, well, easier I don't know
1: yeah I, I think there's a couple things there number one. The Souls skills transfer, right? So, like, any any subsequent ones you play will inherently feel easier because you understand the systems a little more, right? That's number one. Number two, yeah. the reason I feel... So, obviously, your first, you know, your first... Uh, you always remember your first. So, uh, <laughs> Dark Souls, like, it, a lot of people play Dark Souls first before any of the others, even before Demon Souls. And I think it was a unique experience and people got really into it and that kind of is memorable, but I think there's another aspect to it and it's the world design level design and kind of, there's something to the original dark souls where like around every corner, there's something weird that you don't understand what's going on. And, and I think bloodborne has that. And I think the original dark souls has that. Uh, And I think the others kind of pale a little bit in comparison in that specific feeling. Right. Uh, And I do think that the level, like people underestimate the level design and the, and the overworld design and the interconnectedness of these different biomes, the design in the original dark souls is so excellent. And, and in dark souls three and two and you know, you have these hub worlds and you kind of like going into, like, you know, in different games, Demon Souls had a hub world much like, I think, am I remembering correctly, Dark Souls 3, you have, like, a hub world and you kind of get transported into different areas, kind oh, of like Yeah, Blood so Man, in,
0: right? in Dark Souls 3, you can, like, teleport to different areas. Yeah. Like, you can, like...
1: Right. Well, that's how Bloodborne was.
0: Well, right, right, right. It felt very much like Bloodborne with, like, little Dark Souls paint, like, over it, honestly. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, and I, I sort of missed the medieval aspect of it. It felt very... And I listen, Bloodborne is one of my top, you know, games of all time. But I, I kind of... It, I love the cosmic horror of Bloodborne. And I, when I was yeah. playing Dark Souls, I kind of missed the medieval, you know, charm of the first, first game. There was a lot of, like, tentacle guys in Dark Souls 3 yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, I... Uh, not that it takes away from it, but it definitely, you know, it's... It didn't feel as Dark Soulsy as I was right. maybe expecting or wanting it to. Which is fair, but,
1: but yeah, I I think Dark Souls three is is a really good game, but it never quite hit me in the same way that 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 first one in Bloodborne and Demon Souls and Sekiro did.
0: I, I will say Dark Souls three does do a lot of uh, there's a lot of nostalgic moments. They really yes. like to play with Souls lore, so you know I'm a sucker for that stuff. Uh, you know. I mean, it's been a few years now. I don't know if I should spoil it, but that stuff's
1: cool as hell. Though you should probably leave that because it is neat. Yeah, there is yeah. like a certain moment where you you return to familiar places, and it's just
0: it's it's very cool. So, yeah. um,
2: listen, there I, is a time at some point in my life where I'd like to just go right through those first three, and um, and listen, I, I I'm super sure. excited about it because I know how much how highly regarded uh, these games usually are, and. Especially for you guys to uh, to love them as much as you do, and apparently, if you can only beat it in two and a half days, it can't be that bad, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, Shelby, Shelby dies twice. Uh, our hit series. Yeah, we always right. bring it back.
0: That's right. That's
1: true. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: sounds yeah. good. I would love to be uh, love to be a part of it. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. fun. Well, well, I, mean, you, I yeah. I just wanted to uh, to throw that in there. I you know my little did my little Dark Souls three speed run, and uh, yeah, just wanted to. To mention that another another you know box i can check on my uh on my list of games to play so cool i'll get to the second one maybe next time i get sick <laughs> anyway so uh i see uh, and i'm assuming this is this is dan i see three games on here <laughs> is it three games no four games holy moly dan take it away you got a lot of games to talk about
1: <laughs> all right uh yeah this is, I, I played a lot of new games uh, i'm gonna start I'll start with a game called Eichenfell, Um because I only played about an hour of it, um, but I, it, it's on Game Pass, and I've been following this game a little bit because uh, mm-hmm. the developers run in a lot of similar circles in indie devs that I you know, like to keep tabs on what they're doing, you know, like the people that make Wandersung, the people that make Celeste, like that kind of stuff, and Ikenfell is kind of in that neighborhood. Uh, and what it is, is it is a, it is a it's, a, it's a hard game to explain, but the basic idea is it's very highly pixelated, like super deformed um, sprites, and it's a story of, basically there is this uh, school for witches and wizards called Eichenfell, and your sister, this main character, her sister goes to that school. So whenever she would come home for summers and breaks, you know, they would talk about Eichenfell and how great it is, and like you're happy for your sister, you guys have a good relationship. But then she doesn't come home for break and she doesn't call or do anything, right? So you're concerned. So you decide I'm gonna go to Eichenfell and see what's going on. You get there near nearby, you have to pass through these woods. You're like following a description that your sister gave you of how she gets to Eichenfell and you're kind of like attacked by these three ghosts who are like protectors of the forest they don't let uh ordinary people into Eichenfell because you know they're not supposed to know that magic exists and basically during this battle you discover that you are also a witch and you have like fire powers and and the ghosts that you're fighting are like very surprised and they're like oh like i've never seen this kind of magic before this is interesting um and then it goes on from there. And and I played about an hour, so I've met some new characters. I have a second member of my party, but the game is an RPG in the vein of you know, it's got a unique perspective, but the idea is it's kinda like a three by I don't know, eight grid, and you're seeing like a side view of it. But you can move laterally or, you know, horizontally and Pick your spots, and you have different attacks, kind of like a tactics game, like a uh, like a Fire Emblem, right? And but w- where it's interesting is it it's kind of a melding of all right. What if it was Fire Emblem but a Paper Mario, right? So you're you're casting a fire spell, and then if you hit A right at the right time, it does extra damage. Or when you're blocking attacks, if you hit A at the right time, you do half damage, whatever the gameplay itself seems so far i've only played an hour pretty run-of-the-mill like there's not a lot differentiating this game there's not a lot like setting it apart from other rpgs it feels like oh you have different equipment slots in a very final fantasy sense and then you're doing these kind of tactical battles now if the story is good enough to carry it through which has been good so far. The writing's good. Um, I like some of the characters. If the story's good enough to carry it through, even if this is just a kind of run-of-the-mill RPG, then that might be enough. You know, I think of the Origami King this year and how, uh, yeah, that combat's interesting and it's cool, but it's not like you you wouldn't just be like, oh, you got to play this game because of the combat. It's right. because it's so well-written, you know? So right. I'm hopeful about this game um, and the fact that it is on Game Pass. I think it's worth a look, absolutely. Um, I am going to put a little more time into it before I make make a final decision if I'm going to see it through um, but I'm enjoying what I've seen so far um, and I believe the game is also on Switch uh, and PC I don't know if it's on PS4 but it is on Game Pass on PC and Xbox I believe uh, and I'm enjoying it that game is called Eichenfell.
0: Eichenfell. Ikenfell.
1: Ikenfell. I-K-E-N-F-E-L-L
2: I'm actually watching some gameplay of it right now, and you're right. I mean, everything you said is kind of right on uh, point with that. I I like the look of the combat and stuff and the little overworld having that Zelda feel. Mm-hmm. It it looks cool. I'll definitely try. It's neat. Try it it's,
1: it's a cool game. You know what it is? Like, when I play two or three more hours, I'll get a sense of, like, you know, it's neat, but I'm not. I'm not going to see it through, or I'll right. be I'll be really into it. Maybe something changes to make the combat more interesting, or maybe it's just the story ends up really, you know, sticking with me and being engrossing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems cool so far. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, next, I'll talk about the the, the a very weird game. Yeah. It's called the Solitaire Conspiracy. Okay. Is it a solitaire game? It is a solitary game. And the weird thing is it's made by Mike Bethel, who made, you know, Thomas was alone and uh, Subsurface Circular and oh, I love Thomas was alone. <laughs> John Wick Hex, which wasn't very good in my opinion. But The Solitary Conspiracy, the reason it's so weird is Greg Miller of, you know, IGN and kind of funny and you know whatever is the huh. main character of the game and it's an FMV game. So you're seeing Greg Miller's face through this entire game. And huh. it's so jarring and weird <laughs> to see him Wait, being... I know Greg Miller. <laughs> it's just weird. There's something weird about it where like I, I can't really get past it. I think he does a pretty good job. Like he, he's really asked to kinda of ham it up and chew some scenery and I think he does pretty good. Cause the basic the idea of the game is it's a very like cheeky, like uh, everything, like basically, it's like you're a super spy that the, you're interfacing with a computer, and the way that the computer interfaces is you're stacking cards in a solitaire game, right? But everything is like uh, acronyms. So it's like the card system, C A R D, you know, covert, blah, blah, blah. Like it's like, and then mm. it's like solitaire and it's like spelled out, and all these different things, and it's like really silly. But in, like, kind of a fun way. Like, I, I do think it's, like, kind of fun the way they go over the top with the nonsense, like that. Uh, Greg Miller's character's name is Jim Ratio. Like, that's his name. <laughs> and it's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of fun. FMV, they're like, they know what they're doing. But what they do is they try to tell you a story. So basically, every time you play this round of solitaire and they start in. in, in Basically, you have different decks. It's not just four suits. There's like nine suits. And they each, the, the face cards, each do uh, like whatever their suit's power is. So like one would be like, okay, if you put this face card of any kind, Jack, Queen, King, if you put it on a stack, so you're looking at basically, it's kind of like a vertical solitaire instead of like a horizontal. If you're picturing the card layouts, right? Right. There's like two rows and then a middle row. So it's like the middle row is where the ace goes, then the two goes of each suit, right? Like you're stacking them up. The rows on either side are randomized. They can be anything that include these suits, right? And so you're kind of picking and choosing, you know, taking cards off of one stack to get to the bottom of them, to get to the two that you need to put over the ace. You know, if you know how solitaire works, that makes sense. Uh, But what these face cards do is they'll blow... like. You know, this one uh, suit, it'll, whenever you put one of their face cards on a stack, it blows it up and sends them randomly to the other, like, nearby stacks on that side. Hmm. So, if, like, you have an ace that's buried and you can't access it, you might want to blow it up and hope that it gets near the top on one of these stacks. Another one would be like, it puts all the cards in a stack in numerical order, lowest on the bottom, highest on top. So if you need access to some face cards to help, like, you know, blow up some of these things, then you can throw that down, get the face cards out, and then blow it up. Um, so it's it's interesting, and there's nine different suits with nine different abilities, and they're all, like, in-world, they all have, like, in-world, uh, like, like their agencies, basically. The suits are, like, agencies, and, like, you get little, when you get a new suit, it'll be like, oh, this this crew... You know they're drivers, so they you know they're excellent at at driving. They'll pick people up at the scene and get them out of there without the cops ever getting to them, like whatever. And then this other one's like a demolition expert. That's the one that blows up the stacks. And it's like so they're all like contextualized in world, and it's really goofy and silly, but but it's fun. Um, The solitaire itself never became challenging enough. Like I beat this game. It's short, three hours or so. It never became challenging enough to become interesting and a lot of times these these suits specific abilities were kind of useless like i would just kind of ignore them and just play solitaire you know because it was easy enough where i didn't like they weren't like puzzly enough you you know i don't really know how to explain like it never was engaging to play it just felt like oh i'm playing some solitaire and then I guess, and then Greg Miller pops up and and talks to me for, you know, three minutes. (laughs) Um, And it's cool. You know what it is? This game is, like, it's interesting, and it does some things really well. Like, I think the style, like, if you look up gameplay of this, the style of the interface and, like, you're looking head-on when, like, you know, the FMV is going of Greg, you're, like, looking right at him and there's like all different like you know it will show like different bars and stuff like kind of like a metal gear um what do you call it? like the codex like yeah. when you're talking to other people in metal gear like sure. it, it it has a lot of that and it's really really cool the music is really cool and it starts ramping up uh dynamically based on how close you are to finishing your your solitaire round like it'll start getting louder and more intense Uh, so like there's things around the periphery that I think are really neat, but I think the game overall, I think the story is not great, but it's like, you know, like I said, fun FMV nonsense, um, that's kind of hit or miss. And then the solitaire itself was just kind of boring. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's got some great things going for it, but I think overall as an experience, I think, uh, it's nothing really too excellent.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Are you happy uh, you picked it up though? Just so you could say you did. <laughs> well, you know what it is? If I don't know that I would recommend the game. Mm. I think there are things that I like come game of the year time, I want to talk about this game in conversation for best style because it really nails what it's going for and it looks great. But as a complete package. But as a complete package, I don't I wouldn't recommend it personally. All right. Um but yeah, that's the solitaire conspiracy. Um, I think it's cool, it does some interesting things, but overall kind of disappointing. Sorry uh, to hear that, bud. That's okay. You know, they're not, they are not. can all be winners. I'll make
0: a better solitaire game for you, don't
1: worry. <laughs> I get working on it. Uh, before we get to the big one, because I do want to talk about Baldur's Gate 3, let's talk quickly about Phasmophobia, the the sensation that's sweeping the nation. This game is extremely popular. It's like the number two seller on Steam. It's crazy popular on Twitch I dove in with three other friends and played about an hour This is a game about ghost hunting and you're working cooperatively with your friends to your object is to discover what kind of ghost it is and there's like you know 15 different kinds so it'll be like a revenant uh Yuri a Uh, Banshee, you know, like all these different things. And they all have different criteria about what, like they all act differently, right? So they all have different like uh, characteristics, right? And what you're doing is you're bringing in all this ghost hunting equipment and trying to decipher based on three clues, what kind of ghost it is. So there are literally three, like clue number one, clue number two, clue number three, And there's a bunch of different stuff that the ghost can do. So, like, if you walk into a room and you see your breath and you pull out the thermometer and it's below zero Celsius, right? Then that is a ghost that has freezing temperatures as one of its characteristics. If you are using, so they call like radios spirit boxes. I don't know if anyone knows anything about ghost hunting. I didn't before this game, but they're called spirit boxes because if you tune to the right frequency, then you can communicate with the spirit, right? So only certain ghosts use spirit boxes. So you'll bring one in the room and start trying to talk to it. And if it responds through the spirit box, then that's okay. That's one of our clues. This ghost responds to spirit boxes. There's a journal that you can put down in the room that you think the ghost is in and if it writes in the journal then that's ghost writing that's one of the clues right so you're literally like trying to decipher all this stuff all the while trying not to agitate it enough where it starts killing you guys off because it will murder you oh. and oh, the thi- where it gets interesting is if you play the game right you only have in-game chat on you don't like have a discord on and you have a local chat if you hit V, where like people in the same room as you will hear you. Or you have like a radio, like a walkie talkie, which if you hold B, you'll talk over the walkie talkie and your whole team will hear you no matter what room you're in, right? But the ghost responds to that, to your noises, to what you're saying. So I'll give you an example. I'm walking, we're looking in, we're like, all right, this room, it's cold temperature. He's in this room. We got to figure out what's going on. So we're setting up video cameras and someone's in the trailer outside, like watching the video cameras to see if they can pick up anything. Um, And all of a sudden I see the ghost and it's standing in a corner, just like standing there with its back to me. And I'm like, oh God, like freaked Uh, out because it's scary. And so it turns around because I'm screaming (laughs) and comes walking towards me and kills me you know so it's like you need to like keep your composure and like <laughs> yeah. not say stuff out loud
0: That's a really cool concept.
1: And it's really really cool. The game is janky as hell. It looks awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like
0: really like grainy and
1: It's terrible looking and it's very it, I think it's made by one guy right now. And but the concept and the way that the thing is built it's really really cool. It's early access. He he has it marked as early access and i think it's a really neat thing like i think it's a really cool idea for a game it it has ways to go in like the graphical department and like things like that but i really liked it it was a lot of fun it's terrifying like the flashlights are like these tiny little pinpoints in front of you like they don't light up the room at all so it's it, there's a lot of cool shit in this like you, you can set the- and you got that on Steam, Dan? Yeah, I got it on Steam. It, it's it's on sale right now for like twelve bucks or something. Um, and it's it's really neat. I mean, I don't, I could not imagine that this game is very fun playing by yourself or with strangers. I think if you have other people to play with, I think it's super super fun and really like a, an interesting horror experience. I like it a lot. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, and that's Phasmophobia. And I want to hear about Baldur's Gate 3. Yes, Baldur's Gate 3. This is the one I've been waiting for. (laughs) Um, So Baldur's Gate 3 came out in early access um, last week. And I absolutely love this game. It's amazing. Now, the thing about it is it's very early access. So know that going in. There's bugs all over the place. There's you know, crazy shit will happen that you'll need to reset your save and tons of bugs. But it's an early access game. And I am so impressed with Larian because I love Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2. And they they took those ideas and morphed it into a Dungeons and Dragons, you know, rule set. um, And basically made what what comes out to be it's a crpg but then it's kind of a bioware game also like like when you're talking to your characters it goes into that classic bioware looking you're looking at the character you're you're having dialogue with them and based on what you say they might like you more like you less or do something crazy and the thing that i love about the the original sin games is that like they're very freeform, like kind of like anything can happen. Like you can kill your own party members, you can kill main quest givers, and all that shit is in here. And it's just really, really good. Like so far, the writing has been excellent. The gameplay, like you know, it has that amazing mix of you know D and D gameplay mixed with the original Sin stuff. Um, and I just, I really love it. I basically what I did was I played like five or six hours, wanted to keep playing so badly, but I said, you know what, I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna wait until the game's 1.0, and I'm gonna play through the whole thing. So I, I got a taste of it. I got exactly what I wanted from it, and then I said, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to replay the entire first act again. So I'm just gonna stop and pick it back up.
0: It seems like you're just gonna lose so many hours to this game. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: there's 25 <laughs> hours in it now. They said, and it's it's only Act One. Um, and how many how many acts? Do we know how many acts we're looking. We at? don't we don't, but four or five, you know. Oh my um, god. So, I'll just give you like briefly. Like I'm not gonna talk a lot of story stuff, a lot of spoiler stuff, but I want to just give you an example of how freeform this game really is like aside from the combat the interactions between characters are as freeform as the combat is which is insane because you can you can do anything in this kind like you can push characters off edges and have them take falling damage and die you can like throw a box at them to break it open and get something out from inside and like damage like there's so many different things you can do but with the characters there's a character a party member that I got that's a vampire right And he basically, we, we make camp for the night and I'm talking to him and I see that he's always up. So I I wake up and he's like looking over me like hungrily. (laughs) So I'm talking to him and he tells me about how he's a vampire and like whatever. And he's like, he's like, you know, I lately I've just been getting wild animals and it's not doing enough, whatever. And so he's like, do you think maybe I could just like have a sip? And a little sip. <laughs> and uh just a little see up and and you can say yes oh wow and you can like a whole different thing plays out that i won't get into or you can say no but what about this other party member and <laughs> and he can go over and just murder one of your party members and drink all their blood and they're gone forever. Wait, and is like, there a third option where you say please? There's tons of find- other options. There's so many. That's what that's what I'm getting at is like that's what makes the original Sin game so good. And now you're taking it into like a next level of storytelling where the writing is still so good. And so freeform but now you're in now you have Baldur's gate money and you're making these beautiful cutscenes and these you know awesome character models that you're having bioware like conversations with and stuff and it's like i just love it man it is so goddamn good and it, it gets me so hopeful for for where this game's going to be when it's 1.0
0: Looking it up, it seems like the second Baldur's Gate came out in two thousand.
1: So is it? Has it 2001, been two thousand one? I think. Yeah.
0: Has it been twenty years since the it last? It Gate? Yeah. Wait, that's has. like huge. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it has. And that's one of the greatest games of all time. So I think it's interesting that it took this long, and somehow they got the exact right studio to do it because Larian makes these games better than anybody else makes these games. I know people wow. like the Pillars of Eternity and. You know, Wasteland and stuff like that. None of those Mm -hmm. games touch Divinity Original Sin or Original Sin 2. And you know what this made me want to do, Dan? This made made me want to, instead of continuing this, because I'm going to wait for 1.0, they said it'll take at least a year, probably longer. Instead of that, we need to do a co-op game of Divinity Original Sin 2 where where we're all different characters and we play through it. You can sign me up for that. That sounds great. It's Because it's such a tremendous game, and I don't know if someone's getting murdered in the background of one of your mics, but uh, yes, a, lot, yeah, a lot of action. It's no- Sorry, it's a little noisy. That's <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, the this gives me the itch to be like, okay, I want a game like this. I'm not going to go continuing down this path until it's 1.0, so I really just want to replay Original Sin 2. I never finished Original Sin 2.
0: Oh, why don't we do that? Let's get that set up. I'm in. I would. I would love to do that. I would love. I've never played any of them,
1: so I'm totally. I'm totally down. Sign me up. It's on PS Four. We can play it.
0: Oh, we can. Yep. All right. Sign me up.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> like so that. yeah, but bo- the bottom line is, Baldur's Gate Three is a is an excellent game, and I'm super excited for 1.0. That's awesome. So we Just said, "Fire beware! Fire much- beware!" It's a sixty-dollar purchase right now for early access, and it's extremely buggy. I don't personally have a problem with that. You need to know going in that if you play these kind of games, F five is your best friend. Quick save, like that. Yeah. Do not rely on auto saves. If you decide to play this game, and I'm talking to anybody out there that is not familiar with CRPGs, you save early, save often. Like you do not want to lose a half hour progress because nothing is more demoralizing than that. Because of a bug, you know. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna wait. So next year is when we can expect 1.0. So they said at least a year. Okay. So I I'm betting early 2022. Wow. I guess. All
0: right. So in the meantime, let's get the divinity. I'm in. Let's do it. That sounds good to me.
1: All right. I and feel that's like it. that's all I've been playing. Is that enough?
0: Well, then we got it. That's it's quite <laughs> enough, man Because then I feel like we need to talk about Baldur's Gate 3 and the the whole uh, character creation thing, which you brought to my attention. So the developers of the game, uh, they like took like the most popular. So you can create your own character, and the developers of the game like took the most common like you know attributes that you know people that have been playing Baldur's Gate three have been creating. And, you know, you can, you know, you can have so, demon eyes, yeah. you can have yeah. horns, you can have tails, you can have all there's these things. There's all
1: different races. There's, there's uh, tieflings, which are basically demon, like half demons. There's githyanki, which are like basically right. orc looking, you know, like uh, people. There's like uh, dwarves. There's all these different races. And what they, with the amalgamation of, of their most common, uh, traits is a average white dude (laughs) like (laughs) literally it's like your average white male and the picture if if you haven't seen the picture you gotta see it because it is so freaking funny at what what they got in there and the developers are like guys seriously this is your guy (laughs) like we gave you all these option elves you know everything
0: and you go it's literally the most boring he looks like who does he look like I don't know he looks like uh, he does he looks like a vault dweller from, from yeah. Fallout that's what they say yeah. he looks, just
1: looks like a regular <laughs> they call them the default vault dweller <laughs> oh so man
0: so <laughs> it's absurd. I, it's just, that's very funny Dan you brought that to my attention and, and now talking about Baldur's Gate where it just seems like there's so much that you can do and so many like options the fact that the majority of people just <laughs> it's
1: too funny man it's
0: a little silly yeah. All right. Well, that's our games. That's what we've been playing. Now we have a lot of PS5 news.
1: news so let's get, news,
0: so let's get news, ready.
1: News, news. News. News.
0: So the first big thing is. So we we were all we were all a little uh, when they announced what the PS5 was going to look like. It, it looked huge. It looked like some sort of like skyscraper looking thing. And they just <laughs> recently, the uh, Sony's vice president of mechanical design Yasuhiro Utori. I hope mm-hmm. I pronounced that correctly. Um, he did a teardown uh, video where he opened it up, and we saw what was on the inside. he saw the guts of uh, the PlayStation Five.
1: Guts all splayed out on the table.
0: It's all splayed out on the table, and it's all very big. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff uh, stuff going on there. I like how in there's there's the disclaimer like in the beginning where it says like um, you know if you want to see what's on the inside of the PS5, your customer warranty is like. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. Yep. and stuff like that so you know it's definitely something to uh to mention and talk about it's it's still gigantic it's got a huge fan in it and uh i don't know does does the size of it turn
1: you guys off at all
2: not no. at all no. honestly as somebody who has recently taken apart his ps4 too many times than he wanted oh, to the
1: cops are coming for you
2: <laughs> well your customer warranty is no longer uh. <laughs> You know what it's 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 actually pretty cool to see this, um, the fact that the fan is so big. I was blown away by that at first. I, when he started taking it out and I'm looking at it, I was like, that fan is massive. And then he's like, mm-hmm. this is a very big fan that we put in here. I was like, yeah, no shit, <laughs> Sherlock. <laughs> but it was it was cool to see what they were doing. Like, Obviously, people always make the joke about the... PS4 when it's running, sounding like a jet engine sometimes,
1: you yeah, know, so and that's because thing. of the heat problems
2: in its area. Yeah, so they're, they're obviously that became a big focal point for them to to put a big fan in there for that purpose. They they talked to immediately after that about the double intake, the the dust like expulsion mm-hmm. on the bottom of it. You know, uh, it, it's super cool, man. Um, I think they probably <laughs> sped forward through a little. A couple of the unscrewing parts because yeah. there are like 72 screws inside the PS4, <laughs> and he only unscrewed like four times. Yeah, <laughs> but um, as somebody, uh, as somebody, I was watching it like when it came out. I thought it was super cool. I was really, uh, I really enjoyed that video, even though I, I didn't understand. A wh- I first turned it on, and I'm like, I don't know what he's saying at all and um because <laughs> he was speaking japanese obviously and then <laughs> thank god youtube has like that uh closed captioning right <laughs> subtitle thing now and i was like ah because somebody right. sent me video at first and i was like dude i, I can't even understand this <laughs> they didn't do that for the other playstations right like i don't remember
0: anything like this for the playstation 4 no 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 I just think all the usually, all the
1: usually it's a third uh,
0: usually, yeah usually
1: it's an side. outside site yeah it's usually an outside yeah. site like uh you know any of these tech, you know, publications will rip one apart and and show it off.
2: Right. I kind of liked it too because it's you know in a time right now where look how smartphones got progressively smaller and it's like tech is getting smaller and smaller and then all of a sudden After we get this the PS5 like, really gigantic massive. So <laughs> was, I think it was pretty on point for them to be able to take it apart and be like, hey, this is why. And this uh, is why. right. Yeah. And I have no problems with that at all.
0: Yeah. Listen, 500 bucks, well spent. I want the big fan. Now I don't want anything less than the big fan. (laughs) Uh, More PS5 news. Let's talk about backwards compatibility. So we recently uh, recently found out that, you know, there was a time where we were all, oh my gosh, like every single, you know, PlayStation game, you know, from PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, is be backwards compatible. We know that is no longer the case. It is only back, uh, backwards compatible for the PlayStation 4, Well, minus... interesting.
1: Yeah, what I want to say, the interesting thing is after we thought all that, then they came out and said, no, no, no. We don't even know what's going to be compatible. And then Mark Cerny saying the top 100 PS4 games are all backwards compatible. And then we're like, wait, is that it? Like, is nothing else coming? So now getting this news, it's actually a relief. Right. Um, what
2: the hell? Like, wh- wh- was somebody just popping out there, and they're like, uh, uh, tell them this right now," and then it's like, "Ah, uh, we kind of changed our mind a few weeks later." It's like, "Oh, well, the hell!"
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it might this might be relief to some, but they announced ten games that were excluded from the PS4 backwards compatibility. So I just want to say, if you're listening to this, you know, while you're in your car or whatever, you might want to pull over because <laughs> these are some pretty any, intense any? titles. Any Joe Joe's Diner fans out there? So we got Joe's Diner. We got Shadwen, Hitman Go, Definitive Edition. I actually played that one. Which is a great game. That is a great game. Uh, we Sing, Robinson the Journey, Shadow Complex Remastered. Which is a great game. deal with it. TT Isle of Man, Ride right on the Edge 2. DWVR, and these are all the ones that are excluded, by the way. And then, of course, Afro Samurai 2, Revenge (laughs) of Kuma Volume 1 will be excluded. So, for all you Afro Samurai 2 fans, I'm very sorry about that.
1: Well, there's two great games on that list, which is annoying, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, are either of those games going to make you leave your PS4 on? No. (laughs) No. I don't know, um, man. There might be some fans. I don't want anybody to be
0: upset. I'm sure there are fans, but super fans? I don't know. But um, they also mentioned that um, even though uh, a lot of PS4 games will be playable on the PS5, um, they also warned that, that some of the functions uh, that were available with the PS4 console may not be available. and We don't know what that means. Um, yep. They're saying that it might exhibit some sort of errors or unexpected behaviors. Um, so that's, that's, I, you know, that's definitely I, something to, to keep an eye and an ear out for. Um, I
1: suspect, I suspect that what that, what they're really prefacing that for is like leaderboard stuff, like, or like signing into different, you know, second, you know, second party services that might be connected to it or DLC stuff. Like, I have a feeling there's a lot of little hiccups that they're going to be, but, but I, I would be stunned if like anything, but those 10 are going to be like unplayable, you know?
0: Right. All right. Well, that's the news with, uh, you know, we'll keep we'll keep you updated on on all the, yeah. you know, developments and backwards compa-
2: compatibility features. You know what I found a little interesting, too? I think I sent it to you guys how uh, a couple of studios are coming out and saying, like, oh, this stuff is... Because it was also digital stuff, you know? Like, if it was on the PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. you could transfer files and stuff like that to your PS5, yep. and I sent you guys, like, Naughty Dog said everything that we have out there from uncharted last of us to all the way back to the jack series is uh can be transferred which is nice cuz i have all of those on my ps4 right but but then it's funny with certain franchise cuz didn't they also say that they're stopping all ps3 ps vita and um it was PS3, PS Vita, and PSP or something. Any any digital stuff like that on the store is now yeah, gonna be gone. That's
1: a that's another news story we have on the list um, here. Yeah. My apologies. My apologies. No, no. You can go I right just, into it then. No, Sorry, yeah, so. I,
2: I just thought it was funny because there there are certain things like um for example, I only know this because with the Ratchet and Clank franchise, there those games never got, like, a PS4 treatment. The the original trilogy, I should say, cons- considering that they continued and are still continuing that franchise. Like, those three games, they put the original on a collection on the PS3 era and nothing yep. on the PS4 era. So you can now not go back and play those games unless you pop out an old system. Um, right. Which is weird for a franchise that's still continuing, you know? I always, I thought... And I it's, it's as weird. this stuff
1: comes out, I would be very surprised if a lot of their old catalog did not come digitally. And it was like, oh, put in Is put in it? the disc, or if you owned it digitally on this, then we we know right, You can right. download it. I I would be surprised. Yeah,
2: I, I just thought it was, and that's just one example. I'm sure there are more, or maybe there's not so much, but. I just thought uh, certain certain things were odd from from old franchises like that. That maybe you do keep a an old system around, right?
0: For you know, I'm, I'm 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 such a nostalgic guy too. I, I can't get rid of my old systems. There's so many memories.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plus, how are you gonna play PT? That's very true. That's I literally
1: one. have I literally have a PS4 just for PT. Is, <laughs> it's a launch PS4, and it's not the like newer updated one that that I got. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you know the pro, and it is it, the old one has PT on it, and I'm like, well, now we're getting rid of that.
2: <laughs> well, you know, somebody recreated PT in Dreams, so that's that the, that's true. what we can do. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that yeah, is that's true. True. That's true.
0: Thank you. Uh, talking about old things, um, Shelby, you mentioned it. So uh, from October 21st to October 26th Sony plans out to roll a brand new PlayStation store for the desktop. Um, And the update will be scheduled to also hit mobile devices uh, sometime after October 28th, which means we will no longer be able to buy PlayStation 3 games and add-ons. We will not be able to buy any more PSP games and add-ons. No more PlayStation Vita games and add-ons. No more apps, themes, or avatars. Um, I mean, I guess we saw this coming, um, but they're discontinuing the
1: the PS... uh So, my question is, if I already have a game purchased, and it's not downloaded on my PS3, you cannot re-download that now. Is that correct? I would assume
2: so.
0: It looks like it. It looks like you are done.
1: So, the problem, the thing that you need to do... You will still be able
0: to access all your previously purchased PS3, PSP, or PS Vita content as before.
1: Because they're on the console, though. I don't think you'll be able to to pull it. I don't believe you'll be able to pull it from the psn because there won't be a psn on ps3 you know what i'm saying Mm, right right right. i'm gonna look it up while we talk about it yeah that's
2: uh, so that's a tough call and um a good point too because it's it's weird who knows you know (laughs) especially with the news changing on backwards compatibility like every week from playstation (laughs) it's like
0: well according to this players need not worry about previously purchased content on these platforms either according to be able to access all your previously purchased but that's a good Hmm. But you're right. That's weird because if the PS network is is gone, where where are you going to go to get it? Unless that's you just saying. like keep it downloaded.
1: Right. All right. I found an article. I'm looking it up right now.
2: I don't know, guys. It's a tough mm-hmm. call.
0: Looks like we have no no way of knowing what the future. <laughs> oh
2: <goals>. no. <laughs> no, I mean I I'm somebody who has always really like gone back and just oddly played old games sometimes in the beginning of a year for no reason and it's it's sad to see certain stuff like that go because for example like i uh, same franchise talking about but i re i earlier this year started replaying the original ratchet and clang trilogy and i actually went back to my vita to play it so that i could not sit at home with a ps2 or ps3 you know so i downloaded on the on the vita and you telling me I can't do that anymore? What if I so, want to play again in five? So years? So you can. <laughs> all right.
1: I found out for sure. You can. They will allow you to re-download games that you already have purchased. You just not will be able. You will just not be able to make new purchases. Perfect. It's okay. totally right. fine. So right. what's the store them? gonna look like? Or you have to do it. You on download the it. Five? So do you, if you remember, no, if you remember on the PS3, yeah, all your games that you ever had are on there, and you just have to hit download. Oh, okay. Like there's no like, like you don't need to go to the store to re-download. You know.
2: Okay. Okay. Cool.
1: Like I oh, remember, I there's like a remember. big list that you like scroll through, and then if it's not downloaded, you just hit X on it and hit download.
2: And All right. Cool. 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 All, All
0: right. right so not bad, we, guys. We had a little. Uh, we I know we were sweating there for a little bit, a little but we're okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad <laughs> we have each other. Me too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the PlayStation VR is PlayStation VRing, uh, very much so. Um, <laughs> meaning that the PS5 camera will not be compatible with the PSVR. You'll still need the PS4 camera. Um, I don't know. That's kind of weird. It just seems... Uh, well, we, didn't really think this one, we didn't really think this one through. Um, I know there's yeah, been a lot not of not issues with it. I know we've we've had a lot of issues with the PSVR in the past and just some of the, the weird you know practices that that have come about because of it and this is definitely a weird one.
1: So, so I don't know. So what you need to do is you need your PS4 camera and they're going to give you a free dongle for anyone that requests it that allows the PS4 camera to hook into the PS5 in order to use PlayStation VR.
2: Oh, how do I make a request? Where's <clears> the email?
1: Uh it's on the website, and if you can't <laughs> do it yet, then you can only do it once it launches. I don't even know. Uh, but the thing that I'm assuming is the reason for this is that when they make the new PlayStation VR, they're not going to be using the the PlayStation Move controllers. They're going to have their own proprietary new non-color-coded like color VR system, which is so antiquated at this point. Right. So, like, it's kind of good because in the name of progress, but it's really silly that it's, like, they couldn't make the PS5 camera also compatible with that kind of thing. I I don't know.
0: The PSVR is PSVRing. That's all I'm going to say. It is.
1: It really (laughs) is. Uh, Uh, But, yeah, that's silly. Yeah, it is silly.
0: But uh, something that's not silly is the State of Play that came out October 15th. We got a demo of the UX UI I want to talk about the showcase. Um, yeah. Some of the cool things that were revealed includes that the PS5 will estimate how long it'll take you to complete in-game objectives, like as you're playing, which is which is kind of cool. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the middle of uh, you know a game where it's like, oh, I don't want to start this now. You know, I only have like 20 minutes, so that that might be helpful. Um, it also includes tip videos uh, for Plus subscribers on certain games. We don't know which games those are yet. Um, it includes video uh, play picture in picture or via Xbox style snap. Um, uh, it also has a voice dictate messages to friends. So that's cool. And uh, developers can also flag images and videos you send um, and flag them as spoilers. So there's a lot of uh, it seems tons. like a very interactive uh, interface where it's just yeah. you know,
1: there's just a lot that uh... there's so- tons of really, really neat stuff the question as always will be how well utilized is it right? right so i think that i think that there is definitely like there's no doubt that using like my, my biggest one here is the the video picture in picture because you can do it for multiple things so you can literally look up a game guide video
0: as you're playing like a as game.
1: you're playing the game and the video is running in the top right corner or you can actually snap it to all different spots right. in different games which I think is awesome. They had a sometimes side by side, yeah, they had the corner stuff like it's Yeah. well diff- all different spots like you can there's different snap points. Right. And so you can literally run through as they're running through if you're trying to find a secret or something. I think that's awesome. The other thing, if you're Say you have a friend that is playing a game and they're like, oh, you got to see this, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Any sort of scenario. I think of scenarios like when Ozzy was playing Bloodborne for the first time and I was coaching him through it. It's like if I could be playing my own game and have his game running on the right. That's pretty And, then, and then I could just say, he'll be like, oh, wait, I'm stuck here. Where do I go? And I could just look over and be like, oh, here, do this. Oh, here's, you got to parry this guy. And then continue playing. Like, I think that is so cool. I,
2: yeah, you know what, I, when I was watching this video, it's funny because I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is a like little things almost that you didn't almost think you needed. <laughs> it really is. It's so cool. I'm watching it in amazement and I really love that they, they did the whole thing around Sackboy, um, playing the the Sackboy game. Dude, that game is going to be
1: good. I think that game is going to be good. Dude,
2: did you see like... I, I'm starting to watch oh, that. and I, I think was it's like, going to be really good. I saw like that little almost Crash Bandicoot Overworlds sort of thing, and I was like, oh, man, this game. is." I think I'm a little more excited for this now. Yeah. And all they're doing is using the interface for it. But I really do think that the... T- and they, they almost like said it right out. I think they did, actually. He was like, listen, we wanted to put this little the tips video or the tip videos in there. Sometimes it's a video. I think um, it's not always going to be that case, mm-hmm. they said. But, game um game by game. Yeah, and he's like, you got the tip video so that you don't have to go online and look up a a walkthrough or something. You know, like right. it's right here. PlayStation's providing this for you. It uh, seems, yeah, it seems very like
0: gamer friendly. You know? Oh like, yeah, it's and all then, like back and there the- in front of you.
2: The I think we've kind of had iterations of this on uh, PS3, PS4, but like as soon as somebody jumps into another game, like oh hey, we're all gonna play this game real quick, and then you can jump into it immediately. And they did that with Destruction All Stars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um,
1: they showed the multiple resume points for different games. Yeah.
2: And immediately, like, obviously, like, they've been showing off is the no load time. Like, you just jump out of Sackboy into Destruction All-Stars in a second, you know? Yep. And it was, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It, it looks great. The UI itself looks really, really sleek to me. Um, I like the layout of everything. And they said that the PlayStation Store is going to be built into the console yeah so it's not like a separate app so it won't be as sluggish and annoying at least that's what they're saying right um any other big things you guys want to touch on the ux ui demo
2: not too much i mean i i'm, I'm very excited about it. like i was just telling uh damn before it's I pulled up this video not really thinking much about it, and it got me super excited about the PS5 next month. No, me too.
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not like
2: stupid updates. It's actually
0: like really helpful. Like,
2: like you know? yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. like, it gets you excited. In all the mess of the PS5, uh, like when pre orders obviously went up, and, and all the back and forth with certain information and misinformation, and it's like, now we're getting these little tidbits that are just getting me more and more excited. Which, yeah, I mean, you can't want it. Definitely
1: like agree. What do you guys think of the the boot up screen and the boot up sound? It looks beautiful, uh, man. It looks yeah. very. uh it feels like the future. Yeah, <laughs> and that Ratchet I still playing title card. Ooh, I know.
0: Um, <laughs> I still Shelby would like that one.
1: <laughs> the PlayStation Three uh, Symphony warming up sound is still my favorite PlayStation one, even even though the original is so iconic.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, I know. It's 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 cool. I like that. It's, um, they have a different thing every time, you know, just to make it right. fun.
0: So November twelfth, everybody. I mean, just more reasons to be excited for the for the PS Five. My I was saying, my my jellies are going crazy. Even though I didn't get the pre order, so I'm gonna have to.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna be uh, be knocking on one of your doors.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: come on in.
2: <laughs> it's okay, Dan. You can come play with us. <laughs> Thanks, buddy.
1: Um, uh. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to briefly say I did not put it on here, but I just want to mention Disc Room comes out October 22nd. They announced that. So it's a game that I've been looking forward to a lot, and I'll be playing the hell out of it and talking about it on the next episode.
2: Nice, man. Interesting.
0: Speaking of games that are coming out, Dan, I know you're excited for this, and I'm glad you came back in because I know you probably have a lot to say about it. Bug Snacks. Bug snacks talking about now. Bug Snacks. As a PS5 I, well, I a launch game. It is a launch game now for the PS5. And uh, the previews are out, and it looks awesome. And yeah.
1: I know Dan, if I'm excited for it, I know Dan is even more excited oh, for I'm it. I'm very excited for it. I looked at, I, I saw Giant Bomb put up like a half hour video. Brad went, went and played it. Uh, Goddamn, the game looks good. It looks like it's like such a fun puzzly you know trying to figure out how to capture all these different bug snacks and you have to do different things the good example that they showed is like the bungers which are like the burgers and first of all i just have to say they all say their names and it's fucking awesome like it's so good there's a you see it in the video where there's a shishka bug (laughs) <laughs> and and as the shish kebab comes running out of its bush, it goes, shish kebab, like that. And it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was literally cracking up, Very and the bunger bungish. just goes, bunger, 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 bunger. <laughs> like, these guys are having so much fun with this game. It looks tremendous. Uh, but the example would be you get, you get a little slingshot, and then there are these ketchup bushes, and in order to get the bunger, the only way to capture it is for it to be stunned. So you shoot one of the bungers with a ketchup thing and then the other one goes charging at it because it charges anything that it sees ketchup on. and it knocks over the other one. then you can walk over and pick it up and capture mm-hmm. it. So it's like it has like a, such a fun mix of like Pokemon Snap style, of like all right, how do I get the, these conditions right so that I can do this? Mixed with a little Viva Pinata where you're like seeing them interact with each other and and in in the open world you're trying to figure out how to get them. Uh, it just looks tremendous. Like I, I love the way this game looks. I think it's going to be so good. And they announced their voice cast. It's like a murderer's of like who's who in voice acting for video games. Like everyone you could imagine is, is in this game. Like Yuri Lowenthal, who played Spider-Man, wow, it, it is, does voices in this game. Like every you look up the voice cast, it's tremendous. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited after seeing that half hour video.
0: We're looking at a December uh, release date, right? But We don't know exactly when. They said December.
1: Are you talking about bookstacks? Mm-hmm. No, we just said it's a PS5 launch game.
0: Right, so we're looking at a December launch date. No,
1: PS Five la- launch, launch game, launching you know? with oh, 5 with the- yeah, <laughs> it's a launch game.
2: <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. Hey, I'm yeah. sick.
0: We're good.
1: <laughs> That's all right. You get you get a pass today. Um, you guys just but confused yeah, confused the shit out of me for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? Honestly looking adding that game i know this is like a you know people may not look at it as like oh this is a, a really great game but adding that to the list of launch games it rounds it out so well because because you have sackboy you have demon souls uh you have miles morales and then just adding in another fun like light game i think is so so good right but yeah yeah
2: playstation always knows how to add those like a uh, lighthearted uh, sort of things i mean the, we got sackboy and bug snacks coming out
1: <laughs> yeah, and Astro's Playroom. And Astro's
2: Play Astros Playroom, like, super yeah. cool stuff.
1: I'm so excited
0: for the launch. November 12th, exciting. Everybody get ready. Get ready. All right, so that's about all the news beats we have. Uh, it's time to get back into our top five, bottom five. We haven't done this in a, in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, so let's just get into it. So our topic for discussion for today is our top five, bottom five, Super Smash Brothers levels.
1: Um,
0: how many Smash Brothers games have there been? Five for console? Yes. I believe. Yes. There, yep. The one Five. for the 3DS. Um. Yep. So we're gonna look through the span of all all the games, all the levels, all the DLC yep. levels. We compiled a list of our favorite, our favorite ones and our least favorite ones. And we're going to knock them down until we get a top five of our favorite levels and our bottom five of our least favorite levels. So let's start with, uh, where should we start? Start with the good or start with the bad? How do we, how do we want to do let's this? Let's start with the good. All right. <clears throat> we, have, we have a list of uh, the ones that we circle back has chosen to be considered good Smash Bros. levels. <laughs> so we have Corneria, Hyrule Temple, Pokemon Stadium, the original, Saffron City, Great Bay, the classic tried and true Battlefield, WarioWare Inc., Dracula's Castle, a new, a new one in there, uh, Tortimer Island, Magicant, Boxing Ring, Foreside, We Fit Studio, Castle Siege, Mentos, On It, Coliseum. In flat zone X. As I'm reading this, I realize there isn't many stages from the original uh, Super Smash Brothers game.
1: No, it looks like just Saffron City. Is
0: that right? That's it. Well, was Corneria in the original? That was just Corn- that was a melee one. Corneria
1: was melee. Wow. So I guess there was no- a vert. Wait. Now I'm now I'm second guessing it. Yeah. No, you're right. There yeah. Was a- there was not. It was just melee.
0: Wow, but still, it looks like uh, there's not a lot of
1: love for the first game. What was it? Why I wonder why we. uh, Well, number one, there's only eight eight levels, right? Yeah, Yeah. and number two, I mean, the games get better as they go. I would say I would hope, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think I think there's definitely some that we could weed out pretty quick because there are some pretty great levels in here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, battlefield is tried and true. And it's it's the classic, but it, you know, it's not much to it, and it's not really in the spirit of what we're doing here to say like that's one of the best, right? So I'm gonna say Battlefield goes. I don't know. What do you it say? Should
2: be cool getting rid of Battlefield. I am cool with getting rid of Battlefield.
0: Right. Um, what do you? So I know we uh, we were very happy that this one got on there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest we take off. Uh, we Fit Studio.
1: It's cool. Yeah, I I definitely don't think it's gonna be a top five stage what do you think shop
2: i i know i agree i i joked when we were coming up with the, this list that it could be a neutral stage you know like <laughs> it's we could do the top, the top, five, top five
0: just <laughs> man <meh>. yeah exactly <laughs> there's it's not much, much four,
2: bottom five there's not much to <laughs> it and it's just it's yeah. one of those stages where i used to love just going in as like little mac and just uh, like sweeping
1: just across the whole level <laughs> <and just destroying laughs> go
2: across the level just punch from one side to the other and hey, knock yo. people out it was great uh,
0: what, but, so what do you what do you guys look for when you like you know you hang out with your friends and, and you pick a stage? Like, do you look for you know, you just want like a nice, solid ground? Do you like stages that have these like cool events happening? you know what what do you guys
1: look i for? I personally say the, the best stages are have multiple fighting arenas. That's my thing. like Corneria and temple. It's like there are two different major areas that people fight in. And it's so cool to see like multiple battles going on in different spots. Mm. That's that's a big thing for me. I think that's really cool.
2: Which is always cool because it could be like two, like one on one somewhere, and then one on one somewhere else, and then all of a sudden it's like, and
1: then it meets (laughs) in the middle. Yeah. See,
2: when I usually jump into a match, I like the basic levels more. So, like, let let, let's just whoever's the better is coming out of this, you know? Like that's usually (laughs) how I like it. I'm not too too huge on all of the items but at the same time like that's what makes stuff more fun
0: items off i like it yeah. <laughs> I,
2: i'm pretty boring when it comes to smash i, I, just, wanna, <laughs> I just want character <laughs> v character but uh but listen smash is fun because of all the uh the extra stuff that's in there so yeah, right. um, yeah. so i agree like the temple level is phenomenal <laughs> due to its multiple chasms of uh areas you know <laughs> yeah
0: I think um, I'm going to take off. Uh, as much as I love it, uh, I'm realizing I love it more for nostalgia than actually the level. Um, it was. It came out with the the most recent. Uh, game I thought alternate. you meant
2: you were leaving for a second. Sorry. You just, know, now, go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Ma- magic Hand. It's an Earthbound inspired level. Um, I think it's really pretty to look at, and I love it so much. But I love it so much because of the nostalgia. Not that it's the best level.
1: And uh, who's, the, who's the guy that beats everyone up in that level? Yeah, the big chicken guy. I, I forget yeah. his name. I forget. Big chicken.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, when I first played <laughs> that, I just like, couldn't get enough of it just because I, I love Earthbound, like, way too much, you know, more than any 26-year-old man should. But I, I love that <laughs> game more than anything. Uh, so I think that one. I'm All gonna
1: right. I could see that. It. Can you remind me what Flat Zone X is? <clears throat> it's uh, the uh, Game & Watch. Oh, okay. So let's talk yeah. about that one. Yeah, the thing about that one is, I think it's so cool looking, and I think it's fun because of the the weird shit that happens. Like you got the guys at the bottom trampolining people, and there's all kinds people. of weird yeah. stuff going on. But I don't know if it's gonna be a top five level. What do you think, Shab?
2: I kind of agree with that one. It's yeah. it's it's uh, there's cool stuff there, but yeah, as far as top five,
1: yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't think so.
0: Is there anyone's on here that were just like, oh, for sure? Like, there's no, there's no way that this isn't the top five.
1: I think Corneria and Temple are top five.
0: I would also argue that. Uh,
1: I'm not gonna lie,
0: I, I'd argue that Pokemon Stadium would have to be on there.
1: I could see it. Mm, yeah, I feel like I Pokemon
0: Stadium. There's just it. It goes because for me, Pokemon Stadium has like every has like everything you could want because it has that right. battlefield feel. You know, if, if I could, you know, at first where it's just okay, it's just a platform you know, mano-a-mano, and then it's just its constantly changing.
1: right? And to me, yeah. I, I i like that. I could see that. I mean, that's not going to be set in stone, but I, I definitely would say it's one of the more favored ones on here.
0: Alright, we'll leave that for now.
1: Those are three from Melee. <laughs> so we I say so. Wow. <laughs> Melee is the best of them all. I guess <laughs> Melee is a good game. Uh, can you remind me what Mementos is? That's uh, the Persona 5 level. Oh, right, right, right. That is a fantastic level. That's a DLC level from the new game. And it's Mm. excellent. It's so cool looking. And it has a thing where, like, the sides come in or out. So, like, if the side barrier is, like, close to the edge, you can, like, just shoot off and die right away. Like, you don't have a chance to come back. It is very cool. Um, Any on here that I would say... I know WarioWare Inc. is like a divisive one because people don't like all the nonsense that's going on. <laughs> um so maybe that's not gonna be a top ten or top five, but I I really like that level because it makes you actually play a little bit of WarioWare, which I'll always take whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I I think that one could probably go.
0: Take off WarioWare, okay.
1: Pretty funny. And what Foreside was the uh, other that's
0: another, again, uh, there's a lot of Earthbound on here. That's another Earthbound level. That's the one yeah. with the UFO in the saucer. Yeah. And you're fighting yeah. on New York City. Um, and, you know, the same reason I, I like it, the same reason you like, you know, Canaria and stuff like that. You know, there's there's distinct platforms and different things going on. But I
2: don't um, know if
1: it's going to hang with the top five. I have a feeling it's not going to be a top five.
2: Is Boxing Ring the one that you can get up on the lights?
1: Yeah. Oh, top? Yes. Oh, I yeah. like that one a lot. Boxing I, ring is very good. Yeah, I don't, I don't I like think that, that one Roma. gets cut soon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just wanted to double check. I couldn't remember it completely.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. that one's cool. Let's yeah, let was, stick around
2: was, for a minute. I like boxing ring.
1: Oh, I think, yeah, I like boxing <laughs> ring. Wait, what, which one's Colosseum?
0: Colosseum, it's a fire emblem uh, level. It, oh, okay. It looks like a big, it looks like the, Ro- you know, the Roman costume. Yeah, Coliseum. I'm not huge on
2: that one. Something that that has like doesn't shit like pop out of the ground and like stuff like
1: that. It's 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 cool, but I don't know if it's a top five.
2: Mm. What do you think, Shelb? I don't know. I do like it. I don't know if it's gonna stick around top five. So it's I don't know if it's worth keeping right now. I do think it's Mm. a pretty good level, like uh, a little better than some of these other ones. Mm. But um But yeah, I don't know. That one's I'm divisive on that one. I don't know if uh I don't know if it's going to stick around top five, but I do want to yeah. say that it, I I enjoy that level a little bit for the fact that it, it, it it's constantly changing a little bit here and there. So right, I don't know. It's a good level, but yeah, again, I don't know if uh,
1: that's top what five. I'm saying. I think it's good, but I don't know if it's right. If it's what do you think, it? Dan?
0: Yeah, no, we can you know we can get rid of it, and not, and not that it has to be this way. But there's another Fire Emblem stage you know on here that that I do enjoy a little bit more. Um, the the castle siege level um i think that was a brawl stage
1: i think so
0: um but in that but then again you know it's for me i like when the state when the layouts change and and the stages change that's the one where it starts off you're on top of a castle and then it goes to like you're in this like great hall with these huge stone you know statues holding up platforms and then it ends where you're on this big like molten (laughs) you know molten lava rock thing um which level is that it's
1: called yeah. the, the castle, castle siege.
2: siege castle siege yeah, yeah i, I remember,
1: remember that, that one <laughs> I, yeah i don't know if that one is is anything too crazy good
2: oh you I don't know, know what know. i'm seeing a picture of it oh man there's a part in that level i think on the left side where like there's a little canopy overhead that you could get stuck in there. And oh, I used to get my ass kicked. in that. <laughs> <laughs> I know the level now. I know what you're talking about. There was like, if you just get caught with somebody who messes your day up, you just bouncing <laughs> up and
1: down. And constantly. <laughs> uh, I think probably looking at what we're getting down to here, I think mementos can probably go. Um, the persona five one, because I think it's really good and it's a good new one, but I think looking at what we're down to here, I think Dracula's Castle is a better new stage, personally. Dracula's yeah. Castle is very
0: good. I especially love what I love about Dracula's Castle. Not only the you know the aesthetics and how it's the it's the walkway from you know all the all the games, but I love how you know it's always different different like monsters popping up. You got mm-hmm. you, know, you got uh, Carmella at one point. You got mummies. You got Frankenstein. It's just
1: very. And I love the stairs off the edge like that. Yeah, I I, I really like that level.
0: I I think that one's going to definitely stay on for for a little bit longer, if not top five.
1: So what do we think? Because I'm I'm now looking at I'm looking at on it, which is iconic, obviously, with the cars coming. Um, I'm looking at on it and I'm looking at Great Bay. Mm -hmm. Do we have because those are both kind of like tight levels, small levels um i know great bay is pretty divisive because the there's turtle. a lot of water and you just fall down and the turtle will just sink under with yeah. you on it
2: i'm not huge on great bay yeah. uh personally so it wouldn't be a top five for me but uh what do you guys think
1: I think it could probably go. I actually, I, I really like Great Bay, but I, I, again, I'm looking at some of these. I don't know if it's going to stick around.
0: Right. I, I love Great Bay it. for the reason just, you know, the the fact that the moon is in the back and he gets closer and closer. And it's just, it's very, it's very right. cool that it tells, like, you know, the story. You see the giants popping out at, you know, one point pushing it back. Yeah. It's,
2: it is very cool. It's cool okay. as a, as a big Majora's Mask fan. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. No, I mean, I love the fact that, like, what's what's his face? The little elf guy who's, Hangs by balloons Tingle. and stuff. Tingle, like there he go. pops around the level a little bit. Some, so, yep. you know, like the level he can
1: land on his balloons, but to
2: play on, you know, like it's not one of my personal favorites to play on. Right.
1: right. So right um, now, right. our list that.
0: includes, for our good, we have Corneria, Hyrule Temple, Pokemon Stadium, Saffron City from the original, you know, the last outlier from the original game, Jagged's uh, Castle, Tortomore Island, uh, Animal Crossing, I think from the newest game. Boxing Ring, and on it. So we have eight. We need to cut three.
1: Okay. We could do this. My whole thing is I really like Saffron City, but I feel like it's got, like, it kind of has, like Corneria is doing a similar thing, but Mm -hmm. better. You know? The only thing that I like about Saffron City that I like more is the different Pokemon that pop out of that door. That could really mess right. somebody up, you know, right. um, but I don't know if that's going to crack top five. All right. Okay. Yeah.
2: That's a tough one.
1: Yeah. And then I really, I don't know. I, I know you guys did, hardly even knew what <laughs> Tortimer Island was, but I really love Tortimer Island. Yeah. I don't think you've um, ever played on that one. It's the one that's, it's a flat, it's like a beach. And then on either side, there's a dock. Mm-hmm and they kind of redid it a little bit for the uh, for the new game because it was only on the 3DS at first Um, but they redid it a little bit they tweaked it for the new game (laughs) and it's like there are different trees that you can jump on and then get fruit from and stuff and then on either side there will be like a um, what's the guy's name captain captain will ride up on his boat and then you can, like, hang out on the boat and, like, stay alive. But then when he takes off, <laughs> you you're get up. taken right off. You're going. <laughs> uh, and there's, there's you know, sharks that jump and that can hit you if you're in the water for too long. Like, it, it's just a neat level. I, I do like it a lot. I think, I mean, looking at this, I don't know if that's going to hang, especially if I'm the only one that's that really digs it. Because um, I think, personally, I think Dracula's Castle and Boxing Ring are both better picks Mm -hmm. even though i really like tortimer um but i don't know what are you guys thinking Hmm. i think i'm gonna have to play
0: some more on uh tortimer island i'm gonna have to go back
1: it's a good one i you know
2: what i if i haven't played tortimer island so i can't say so much but i'm looking at a picture of it right now looks super cool nice and open and stuff from what i remember from on it I mean on it's not one of my favorites from yeah. this from this list right here just cuz I mean it's a like I know this is a what's it called level from oh, what the hell's a the game the, earthbound 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 that's it i'm like saying ness in my head i was like <laughs> earthbound, earthbound. <laughs> fucking character i was like but uh I just hate because there's so many times in this level where I just get like trapped in between something and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And that's my own volition. I mean that's just me not being good at the game. <laughs> but um <laughs> but it's not one of my personal favorite. It's a cool looking level. But, so if uh,
1: we if we take out on it and Tortimer Island, we have our top five. I, I think we have a good top five. Yeah. I what think do so. you guys think?
2: I think so too.
1: So it looks like Cornaria, Hyrule Temple, Pokemon Stadium. Dracula's Castle and Boxing Ring. I think that's a great list. That's a pretty good top five. I say, hey, if yeah. we
0: got, you know, if we got fifteen minutes, you want to go play those five levels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good list.
0: All right, I, I think that is a good list. All right, and you know, since it's our top five, we don't have to rank them. But if you guys could rank them, what's your all-time favorite in, in this uh, this top five?
1: For me, it's the Temple. It'll always be the Temple. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I agree.
1: I'm probably Wii- going Temple, then Corneria. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So how many of these are... Wow, so three from Melee and then two from Ultimate. Is Boxing Ring Ultimate or was it... In bro- oh, was it Wii U? Was I don't it- know. It might have been Wii U. That's what I was thinking. Wii U? I Possibly. think it might have been. I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember.
0: All right. Well, that's our, our good. Now, gentlemen, are we ready for the bed? I'm ready. All right. So here's the list of all the Smash levels that when someone picks... We rage quit. All right. (laughs) We got Brinstar, the Great Cave Offensive. Oh, God, I hate that one. (laughs) Newport City, the Rainbow Cruise, Wiley's Castle, Congo Falls, Big Blue, Distant Planet, Mushroomy Kingdom, Palutina's Temple, Summit, Gamer, Wrecking Crew. Wings and Woohoo Island we put together just because it's the same thing. <laughs> 75M, the Donkey Kong, the original inspired level, and, and Bow. All right, General. All right, so these are some bad levels for these sure. These are really bad.
1: I think there are some that can come off right away, like Congo Falls and Wily Castle. Like, those are bad, but these are bad. Like, these <laughs> levels are really bad. <laughs> Wily and Congo Falls, if you play it, you're not like, oh, my God, I'm done. Yeah.
0: You know, but, yeah, you're not waiting for the timer to go, or waiting for you. To, you know, you're not you're not jumping off the ledge just yeah. to
1: get over with. <laughs> uh, I would almost say Brinstar is in the same boat. Like I like Brinstar sometimes. Like it's annoying with the lava, but right, it's not a bad level. Like these are these are like just bad levels.
0: For example, like the you know they did something i think it was started with wii u you know when they made like the huge levels so you could play with like eight people yeah those yeah. huge levels are just not conducive because first off you can't like see where you are and then secondly like you know let's just say you're in, in the middle of a fight you know with someone one-on-one or you know whatever um it's it's hard it's like it just it makes the game not fun because you're just constantly yeah. like trying to see <laughs> where you are, I know, it's like, it's, uh, like the Great Cave Offensive, the Kirby one, where it's, it's that. Just like, I
1: mean, that's got to be on this
2: list. I like, haven't played that one, but I'm looking at a picture of it right now. This it's so level bad. looks
1: insane. It's <laughs> huge, and there's hazards everywhere. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm like it's All
1: environmental hazards, and it's, it sucks. And, and I think he has a similar, you know, yeah. issue where it's just it's so big. Vibe. Now, the, the, the discussion is going to be interesting when it comes to... Well, some of these are moving levels, which are just horrendous in and of themselves. Right. So, it's like, well, we have giant levels and we have moving levels. And then, we have levels that are neither of those, but are just terrible. And that's where Hannibal <laughs> comes in. <laughs> Hannibal is such Bro. a garbage level. It's the one with the... There's, like, these plants and they have, oh, like, yeah. big leaves. Garbage And level they tilt they tilt different angles and you're just like, you have no room to stand on anything. And you're like, usually like people are on different sides of the plant than each other. And they're just standing there because <laughs> they don't know what to do. They're not <laughs> fighting. It's just awful. animal might be the worst of all of them, actually. It's really bad. But that's what I'm saying is like, when you're talking about giant levels and moving levels, and then you're putting this in the same conversation, it's like, well, this is neither, but it's still so bad. <laughs> That's when you got to look at it and be like, oh, man. All right. Well, Hannibal's on here for sure. Hannibal, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, we put,
0: there, you know what? There's, there's two we put on here that don't bother me as much as the other ones. We put Wrecking Crew. I know that one's not the worst. I mean, I know that one's not the best, but I also yeah. don't. Yeah. It's, it's not like, as
1: bad as some of these.
0: I don't think it's like. Anything atrocious? I mean, I don't really pick that level much. I anyway. mean, I, again, I appreciate the nostalgia for anybody that's listening, and they know that the Wrecking Crew is a Mario and Luigi game. I, I give you kudos; you're a true
1: uh, Nintendo <laughs> fan because
0: that's like a very that's like a deep cut, and I appreciate. Yeah, it it, but I don't think it's going to stay on here.
1: No, I also don't think Distant Planet is going to stay on here.
2: That's like, the Pikmin. It's a
1: Pikmin level. Oh, like yeah. it's like it's not good, and it's small, but. These are, we're talking about really bad levels. You obviously. know when you're on that,
0: when the <laughs> waterfall goes down?
1: Yeah, and it'll rush you down, and it, it's frustrating, but it's not bad in the same way that these are right bad. Here. You know which one's really bad? The Ice Climbers Summit. That's a bad level. That's a, That's bad, a really bad, bad level. That's a bad level. <laughs> and that not only can you fall in the water, and because the, the iceberg is flying at a high speed, you'll get flown back and die, but there's also a fish that'll jump out and grab you if you even try to get back on that uh, that level is just bad it's yeah bad. that level sucks which one Hard. is big blue Harding. is that the that's the moving f0 level it's f0 yeah
0: where it's instead of it you know instead of the cars oncoming towards you it, everything yeah it's is, all
1: sideways side scrolling so that one's bad but i think it's not going to hang with some of these personally it's not as bad what do you think Shelb? it is bad it is bad (laughs) but some of these are really bad yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i think i think similarly i know shelby personally really doesn't like gamer the level where no
2: i dislike that one
1: where all the like basically they're like blocks and you have to like hide under them sometimes i think it was originally just on 3ds yeah, because yeah. you're um,
0: and like some like a person will walk in the door and like freeze you. Yeah. That's room. what, it is. Yeah. and then
2: it's like it's weird, like stick, <laughs> st- like paper mache people looking through yeah. windows and shit, yeah. and just like it's very unnerving. It is unnerving. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of like, like it like, for that. I'm just like playing, and then all of a sudden, you know, like a flashlight comes on, <laughs> and you're dying, and I'm like, "Fuck this level." <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. well, that's the thing too. If you like, I mean,
0: I like the strategy in that though like let's just say you're doing one-on-one if you see someone coming and you like knock someone into the air that constitutes mm-hmm. moving so like they'll experience more damage you yeah. know and, like, you can hide behind the i mean um, don't get
2: me wrong conceptually it's it makes sense i mean it's a it's a cool thing to uh, considering the amount of levels there are to to be interesting in yourself right. but uh, personally just dislike it
1: okay. <laughs> Do we think it's uh, it's at a level of bad as some of these giant awful levels?
2: Put it at the bottom of the list right now. All
1: right, we'll, I, we'll we, leave it
0: for now. But. As much as Pilot Wings in Woohoo Island is the same level,
1: I they're uh, not so bad. Like you I feel like, we a, can, yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a tight I platform mean, and you can fall off, so it is frustrating. But it's not. It's not so bad. I Feel like it's, it's not so
2: as good. no. It's definitely not as bad as. Uh, like was, I feel like we keep saying that, but it's not as bad as some of the the Yeah.
1: All right. So, so I think Rainbow Cruise has to be on this list.
0: Rainbow Cruise yeah. is pretty rough.
1: Rainbow Cruise, it's a moving level, and it's a ship that you can fall off of at any time, and it like tilts up at like weird angles sometimes, and you have no room to go anywhere. It's just awful.
0: <laughs> there is a lot bad about Rainbow Cruise, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then you once you get to like the top of the sky, and it's like platforms are falling and yeah it's terrible
1: so rainbow cruise we're keeping i think rainbow cruise the great cave offensive and Hanumbo are are like pretty solid to yeah
0: because palatina's temple has the same issue <clears throat> as the great cave offensive but it doesn't make But it's me not as, as annoying it doesn't make yeah. me as angry as and Hannibal. i would
1: say the same about new pork city
0: so i think we should get rid of those because they're that, very
1: similar not that but they're, they're great. not as annoying Let's talk about the mushroomy kingdom. I don't know why
0: in God's <laughs> world they made this level. It doesn't make sense. It's just it's it's the mushroom kingdom, but it looks like poop. Like in, it's just ugly.
1: If like, what if the mushroom kingdom turned to sand? But like, why? Like, I
0: don't get it. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. get. It's not from anything. <laughs> and it's a
1: moving level, and, and it's there are, and there are hazards. It sucks. And why is That's it mushroomy? Level? We just don't. We, it, nobody understands what's yeah. going on there
0: it's really bad. Yeah. And it's, it's the moving level.
1: And then we haven't talked about 75 M, which is the problem with that is it's all these tiny platforms and it's big. So like you're, you're never near anybody. And then when you get near somebody, off it's a such a skinny platform that like you can barely fight properly on it. And then Donkey Kong will throw hazards at you. Like, it's just like, I think it's a bottom five.
0: I think.
1: I think so. Yeah. What do you think, Shelb? I I agree. I mean, it's just it's bad. Not, yeah. yeah, it's bad.
0: <laughs> so the ones that we have starred, the ones that we're like, yeah. all right, these are the worst of the worst. We have the Great Cave Offensive, Rainbow Cruise, Seventy Five M, and Hanbo. Uh Unscathed yet, we have Mushroomy Kingdom, Summit, or Gamer. So we have to pick one of those. <laughs> Which one is the worst? Which one? If you all had right. to
1: pick one, what would you pick Shelb as the worst out of those three? Mm. Summit, Gamer, and Mushroomy Kingdom.
2: Huh. I, you know what? Probably Mushroomy Kingdom. As much as I hate Gamer, the the side-scrolling ones, to the ones that are like moving as you're going and stuff, just bother me. <laughs> They're so, so bad. You know, like they just they, they do, they just bother me. So, <laughs> of those three, I'd probably go Mushroomy Kingdom. I would
0: agree. I'm with that. It was either Summit or Mushroomy Kingdom, so let's yeah. give
1: that. <laughs> You're lucky this time, Summit. Yeah,
0: seriously. <laughs> so, anyway, Escaped I think we have life. our bottom I think we five. got our bottom five. So, our bottom five, in no particular order of Super Smash Brothers levels of all time, we have The Great Cave Offensive, Rainbow Cruise, Mushroomy Kingdom, 75M, and Hannon Bow. Fucking bow, man.
1: Gentlemen, Hannibal's a real loser here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we need to do wait, but we do need to do a different list of levels that we would like to see.
2: Would like
1: Anything to see.
0: Anything off the top of your heads that you're like, "Oh my gosh, that'd be really cool if they did something
1: like this?" Oh. Uh interesting. I don't know. That would that Very would take some more what? some more thought and research. Right, maybe
0: maybe in the future we'll figure out some sort Ooh, of top art. five most wanted. <laughs> most wanted smash uh, list <laughs> and smash characters.
1: And we'll do bottom
0: five too. And bottom. <laughs> <laughs> My bottom five worst ideas ever. <laughs>
1: well, anyway, so wait, read the top five again. What was that? Read the top five again. All right. These, where they, oh, there we go. Here's our top
0: five. Favorite Smash levels. We have Corneria, Hyrule Temple, Pokemon Stadium, Dracula's Castle, and Boxing Ring. Our bottom five Smash levels. The Great Cave Offensive, Rainbow Cruise, Mushroomy Kingdom, 75M, and of course, last but not least, Hand (laughs) and Bow.
1: Last and least. Last and least. Last and least. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was good.
0: That was our uh, our smash list. I'm, I'm, You know what? Honestly, re- like looking at these levels, it, it really does make me appreciate these games. They are a lot of fun.
1: Oh yeah, they're fantastic. We don't play them enough. We should start playing together more. I'm with you. Let's do it. I'm in. We'll do that in Divinity and Splatoon. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it seems it seems like we're definitely gonna do all three.
0: This <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for for being here with me. Dan, thank you as always. Thank you, Dan. Shelby, thank you, my friend. Can't thank you enough. Well, and most importantly, I want to thank our listeners for uh, spending uh, an afternoon or an evening, whenever you're listening with us. So thank you so much. Hope everybody stays healthy and well. And uh, that was our show. Appreciate it, guys. Until next time, wishing you all peace and love and justice. Adios.
1: Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also you can find us our video version on YouTube by searching circle back podcasts or circle back gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks,